Harborside 2023. Why don't you turn to someone next to you and just wish them a happy new year? I think the best way to start a new year is reading his word. Amen. There's a verse in Isaiah 40. It says, comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned. For she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted in every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. I'm gonna say something and I want you to repeat after me. Say, I am ready. Now come on, say, I am ready for a move of God. Say, I am expectant for a move of God. I am willing to give him my worship this year. I will receive a fresh encounter today. I will see the glory of God. God, we give you all glory and honor. You are worthy of our first fruits this year. Before we do anything else, God, we will worship you this morning. You are so good. And so we stay here today. We stand here in your presence, thanking you for last year, but expectant to see your glory this year. It's in your name I pray. Amen. As the Spirit was moving over the water, Spirit, come move over us. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. As the Spirit was moving over the water, Spirit, come move over us. Come rest on us. Come rest on us. Come down. Spirit, we
as we enter 2023, God is so committed to us. He is so committed in preparing us for his glory. The reality of his presence, his power, his might, all of it. He wants to invade our lives with heaven. You know, he's so committed. 2,000 years ago, the people were not ready for Jesus. And so he sent John the Baptist with a message so that their hearts would be prepared for Jesus and all that he wanted to manifest to them. And these same principles, these same truths apply to us today. So we want to break this down and look at it together in Isaiah 40, verse 3. It says, A voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. See, to be a a voice with a message, it's going to require an unusual degree of consecration. It's unusual. It's not average. It's consecration going into his presence and hungering and crying out in this wilderness for his power, for his presence. You know, wilderness by definition is not a place that we are likely to go to. By definition, it's a place of unfriendly surroundings. It's a place of loneliness. It's a place where we feel this imposed confinement. And truthfully, it's a place where we don't feel very good. It, it It doesn't feel right there. It's almost like it's inconvenience for us. But it's in this place that God comes and meets with us face to face. And he brings to us this information, this profound, spiritual, life-giving information for our lives. And I want you to notice that it says the voice of one. The voice of one crying out. It's not two or three. It's one. It's, it's you. It's me going into this wilderness and it is there that he snuffs out and he silences every other voice until we can hear that one voice and when we hear that voice he gives us a voice and that voice is what we we go out and we prepare the way for him to come so it is in this time that it's a beautiful place i remember Um, Ethan calling me when he was in college and he said to me mom I'm gonna I'm gonna text you a number and if you don't hear from me in two days just call this number I said Ethan where are you going and he said mom I'm gonna go in the Florida Everglades paddleboarding and I'm gonna paddleboard to an island and I'm gonna I'm gonna camp there pitch a tent gonna stay there all by myself because I want to get alone with God. So naturally, I was, I was thankful that he wanted to do this, but I don't know if it was me or him that was crying out the most in that wilderness. Father, protect him. <laughs> what is he doing? And God did protect him, but what a story. Maybe he'll share that with you one day. So I want you to remember in your mind, if you will, a desert time, a dry place in your lives. It may be now. 
but it is in this dry season of your life. It, it, it just provides this, this place, this in, environment. It is like a conduit for God to come riding in to show you his glory. So if you are in the desert today, thank God it's a good place. It is God's heart intention for your heart to become a highway of holiness on on which he can drive in, on which he can manifest his glory and his power and his presence in your life. The people in Isaiah 40 were in so much pain. They were hurting, just like many of us. And they were asking for something great. And God said, I'm going to give it to you. But they were going to go into the wilderness, which is different than the secret place. We talk about the secret place all the time. The wilderness is really what we're doing starting next Sunday, our 21-day fast. The wilderness is where you go and you ask God to reveal himself in ways that he's never done before. Let's just be honest. New Year's resolutions do not work. You will break all of them by Friday. You will. And the reason that they don't really work is because it's what you can do. The glory of God is what they're asking for. And what John the Baptist will do is he will show and usher in the glory of God, which was heaven invading earth. There's four different definitions of glory. We only have time today for one. And the one we want to talk about is heaven coming to earth with you and for you. And so to do this, you have to seek him. You have to have a desire, you have to have a hunger. What can, I know what I can do. What can you do in my life? I know how skilled I am and how gifted I am, but God, it's not enough. What can you do? Show us your glory. And so if you're willing to go into the wilderness for 21 days and ask him to reveal to you great and mighty things, things that you can't know, things that you would never understand, then I'm gonna pray with you and I'm gonna ask you to stand and we'll continue to worship. So stand with me and we're gonna pray. Lord, lead us into the wilderness. Lord, guide us into breakthroughs. Direct us into supernatural activity that cannot come from us. Show us your glory. God, reveal yourself to us in great and mighty ways, in powerful ways, in significant ways. And so we hunger for more. God, we've made these New Year's resolutions and we've done it over and we we made the same ones last year. We don't want to do that. We want breakthroughs. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's stand, let's keep worshiping together. The pleasure of your presence is what we've always wanted. The movement of your spirit is what we're longing for. We've come to bring you glory, all the adoration. You deserve the highest praise. With our hearts wide open, Hands held high, we see your beauty in our voices cry. King of kings and Lord of 
king of love had given up his life. The darkest day in history. There on a cross they made for sinners. For every curse his blood atoned. One final breath and it was
Isaiah chapter 40, verse 4, I want to pick apart for just a couple of minutes. And I want to just do the first couple of words there. Every valley shall be exalted. Say that with me. Every valley shall be exalted. In order to prepare us for God's glory, God's power and God's presence has to come into our lives. And there are valleys. What does that mean? What does it mean that a valley needs to be exalted? There's a hole. There's a hole with your confidence. There's a, there's a hole with your insecurity. There's a hole with your feelings of insignificance. There, there's a hole there where you don't feel worthy to be a part of great kingdom activities and for the glory of God to come. Again, there's four definitions for glory. I'm just using one today. We're just using one. And that is heaven comes to earth. Heaven shows up in your life. And so where in your life have you tried over and over and over again to get over the rejection to get over the insecurity, to get over the feelings of insignificance. You've tried over and over and over again, but quite frankly, you're exactly where you were 15 years ago. And so the glory of God is when God does it. God comes into your heart and he says, you're my daughter, you're my son, I'm gonna raise up the valley. In order for the glory to come, you gotta believe that I can do something great inside of you. And so Usually we refer to these as heart issues. Where is their fear? Where is their anxiety? Where is that overwhelming feeling of rejection that shows up over and over and over and over again? God's got to raise up some of your valleys and he's going to do it. Some of you though, every mountain and high hill is going to be brought low. Some of you think you're all that being straight up with you. Some of you think you've done what you've done because you're so smart and you're so good. And you are good and you are smart, but it was still God. And God's going to take your mountain and your hill. He's going to bring you low because he's got more glory in store for you. And he will take your pride and he will take your agendas and he will take what you think is all that from you and he's going, just sit back. I'm going to show you my glory. So for some of us, he's going to raise us up. At the same time, he's going to humble us. And then the crooked places shall be made straight. What does that mean? Well, do you remember when John the Baptist responded to the Pharisees and he called them, you brood of vipers? Do you remember that? Seven of you went to Sunday school. He called them, you brood of vipers. And the reason he called them brood of vipers is because a snake never goes in a straight path. A snake is incapable of going in a straight path. And Jay the Bee is saying to the Pharisees, you guys are always trying to pervert and change God's will and God's ways. And so this year, there's some crooked places there's some places where God's going to say, eh, no, 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 let's, no, 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 that's, that's, that's the spirit of this age, or that's this culture you bought into. No, 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 I have a will, I have a plan, I have a direction, 
clearly for you. And so what God's going to do, I'm not saying don't have goals. I think you should have goals. I'm saying I wouldn't have New Year's resolutions. What I would do is I would implore you to take this passage that we're trying to communicate this morning and say, okay, God, show up in my life. Change me in such a great and powerful way. So every valley can be exalted. Every mountain and hill can be brought low. And the crooked places in your lives can become straight and God gets the credit. God gets the glory for the great things he's done. And then there's one more. There's one more. In the last part of Isaiah 40, uh, verse 4, it says, The rough places will be made smooth. And this is a reference to our personality and our attributes that are abrasive. Does that sound familiar to you? Anything in your life that's abrasive and it's counterproductive for the kingdom. It's, it could be um, just, just that spirit of, of critical, just criticizing people. A spirit of judgment. A spirit of argumentativeness. A spirit of self-justification. See, all of these are abrasive. And in our own strength, we are incapable of smoothing these, this, these things out. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit. So it is in this wilderness that we come and we bring ourselves before him and we say, Father, examine us and smooth out these rough places. In fact, in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty eight, 28, Paul says to us, everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Everyone ought to examine themselves. Are there rough places in your heart? Essentially, Paul's saying to us, it's a heart check. What's going on in your heart? These rough places that we need to ask the Holy Spirit to smooth out. Have we asked him to examine our hearts? So today, as we take communion together, we want to give you a few moments. Just reflect the Holy Spirit, he'll tell you. What are those areas that he needs to smooth out before we take together? So take a couple minutes and just sit there and reflect and say, okay, God, what do you have in store for me? What's so encouraging for us is to see how this works. He will show up when you humble yourself and you ask him. So what are those rough places that need to be for the glory of God straightened out. God, where do you want to work in our lives? We've tried to have willpower. 
We've tried to have discipline. We've read every self-help book we can possibly imagine. And we've still got some rough places. We still have some pugnacious spirits. We still have some, some parts that just are argumentative or there's anger. God, what, what needs to be righteous and holy? And we want your glory, and so we're on the highway of consecration. And as we start this year, we're examining ourselves and we're saying to you, we humble ourselves, we recognize that unless you transform us, we'll be exactly the same way 12 months from now as we are today. And we don't want that. We want growth. We want a bigger future, a brighter future. So Heavenly Father, we need the blood. We need the blood of the Lamb. And the blood of the Lamb, you shed it for us, you gave it for us, and there's power and there's might. And so we come before your throne, O Ancient of Days, and we worship you and we claim and we cling to the cross, to the resurrection, and to the power of the ascension. And we remember your body and your blood. So we take now, Jesus, your body and your blood. Let's take this together. And when you're comfortable, just stand back up and we'll continue to worship.
at the end of Isaiah 40, excuse me, in verse 5, that God responds. It's like we get a response out of Him. And this word says that the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all flesh shall see it, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. This is a promise. He promises that He will manifest Himself to us. What an incredible promise from the Lord. And there is nothing in heaven or on earth or in hell that can stop it. And so I'm desperate. I want to see the glory of the Lord. And I know you do. And I believe you do. Do you want to see the glory of the Lord this year in 2023? We are desperate to see this. It is the cry of our heart in the wilderness and in the desert. And it's one of the holiest hungers that we as his people can have. That hunger to see his glory, just as Moses hungered. I was going to say, it was Moses' cry. You remember that in Exodus 33? Moses said, show me your glory. Now he had felt the presence of God. God's presence has always gone with him. But Moses was crying for something more. And God said, okay. I'll show you my goodness. And God's goodness, God's glory passed before Moses. Now, the reason that's encouraging to us is God had mercy on Moses. It wasn't because Moses had earned it. It wasn't because of his white hair. It wasn't because he was an older man. It was God was simply merciful. And have you noticed that God has a soft spot for humble prayer? I've observed that. Every time someone gets humble and there's a humble prayer, God has a soft spot when you and I are honest and when we just pour out our lives to him. And so God says, I'll show you my glory. I'll show you my goodness. And he did. And it was physical. He could see it. God also said in Exodus 33 about the glory, I will reveal my name to you. And when God says that in Scripture, He reveals His name. There's power and there's glory with the name of God. What we're trying to communicate this morning is that God has so much more in store for you that only comes from heaven to earth. And He reveals it through His names. One of His names are Jehovah Shammah. Have you felt the presence of God in your life? You've sung, you've worshiped, you've been driving down the road in your truck and all of a sudden you listen to scripture and the presence of God comes all over you. That's the glory of God. There's the peace of God. Jehovah Shalom, it's his name, Shalom. It could mean your, your life is very anxious. There's a lot of going on around you, but he still gives you that Jehovah Shalom. He still comes and gives you that peace. Jehovah Ra is the God who gives you guidance. You thought that business idea was from you. God just had mercy on you and gave you glory, and he gave you that idea. Jehovah Ra is the God who guides you. You need to know what to do. You need to know where to go. He is the God that will guide you. He will reveal his will to you. That's his glory. Again, there's four definitions of glory. We're just using one. And the only one we're using this morning is heaven comes to you and God shows up. Jehovah Sidkenu. 
is the God of righteousness. He will come and start working on your heart issues. He will, again, raise those valleys. He will take off those high mountains and he'll take off those hills. He will make you righteous on the inside. You've tried to clean up your act. You've repented for the same sin 50 times and you're not gonna get any better without Jehovah's Sid canoe coming into your life. That's the glory of God. Remember in John chapter four, he's telling, listen, the wind blows wherever it comes. You, you hear it sound, but you don't know where it comes from. The wind of God, the wind of God comes on your life and you feel it and you see it and you know that it's supernatural that it came from him. There's Jehovah Nisi. He's a God that grants victory. And there's victory that you may need in relationships, mother-daughter relationships, father-son relationships. There's victory you may need with people at, at school or people at work. He is, he is a God that gives you victory. He's a God that has victory and victorious. And you need victory, so you pray, God, Jehovah Nisi, may you come and give victory into my life. He's the God that heals. He's called Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals. Where do you need emotional healing? Where do you need spiritual healing? Where do you need physical healing? God is a God that heals and everybody sees it. All flesh will see my glory. When there's a healing, everybody sees it and everybody knows it. He's the God that heals. He's also a God that provides abundantly. He's called Jehovah Jireh. And this God will provide abundantly for you. And he gets glory for when you get a windfall or you get a business deal or something falls into your hands. I suggest you fall on your knees and I give you glory because it came from you. Yes, you worked hard. Yes, you're smart. But God did something in your life that only a God like that can do. Where do you want the glory? Where do you need the glory? The glory of the Lord will be revealed. And here's what I've learned, and here's what we've learned. He likes to reveal his glory. He'll either do it through you or he'll do it through somebody else, but you get to choose. You get to choose whether or not you lay down your life, you consecrate yourself, and he gets glory in your life. There's those valleys, those things that are the insecurities, the insignificance, the, the weaknesses, the rejection, all that gunk and junk, lack of confidence going on. And when he builds you up and you have strength, he gets glory. When you that were arrogant and thought you were all that and thought you did all that and you realize that God was doing it all along, he gets glory now for the humility inside of your lives. When you stop the crooked places and you walk the straight and narrow, it's not perfection, but it is progress. God gets the glory for all the progress in your life and in my life. And that's what this is about. God wants to reveal glory. Let's have 2023 a year of encounters. Let's have 2023 a year of the power of God. Let's have 2023, a year where the presence of God shows up in your life so supernatural. And it's glory. It's His glory. He wants to reveal His glory. You know what else I've discovered? He wants to do that in churches. And if He doesn't, and if we don't, He'll do it somewhere else. So we will, we do, we receive, and God's glory will come even through the church this year in a great way. A powerful way. 
so the glory of the Lord will be revealed. The Lord has spoken. So now we have an opportunity. This is our opportunity to respond. And the Lord loves it when we humble ourselves and we cry out to Him. So as we enter into this year, we're going to collectively cry out to Him. This is our opportunity. And I want to ask you, to humble yourself. And if you feel comfortable, I want to invite you. Get on your knees. We are crying out. We are desperate for the glory of the Lord. So will you join me? We're going to pray, and we're going to ask Him to reveal Himself and to manifest Himself in ways we can't even dream or imagine. You may be in the middle. You can't get on your knees, but lean across the chair in front of you. Or do, do, let, let's humble ourselves what you're saying, right? acknowledged your names and you love to reveal your names we call out to you as Jehovah Rapha the God who heals we call out to you as Jehovah Jireh the God who will provide we call out to you Jehovah Sabbath the one who will command your armies to protect us this year thank you father we call out to you Jehovah Sidkenu the Lord our righteousness you will smooth out the rough places. Thank you, Father, through the power of your Spirit. Thank you that you are Jehovah Ra. You are such a good shepherd to us. We are your sheep, and we would be lost without you leading us. We call out to you, Jehovah Shema. You are the Lord who is here. You are present. We worship you. We worship you, Father. We worship you, Son, Jesus. You are exalted on your throne, and the enemy is under your feet. And we are seated with Christ in the heavenlies. We praise you, and you deserve all the glory. Now, Father, it is in the name of Jesus that we have asked these things. Amen. Well, we have prayed our theology, and lastly this morning, we're going to sing our theology. And this last song called No Limits, 
has captured exactly, puts a bow on the theology of God with his glory in your life. See, there's no limits. And this is actually a song that our team wrote. It's on the Meeting Place album, but we're going to sing our theology. Would the team come and let's worship? Would you stand with us as we close this morning? Sweet. 
Joy, come with me for just a second. We have some great children and student ministries to take place this week, and I will butcher this, so help, help us with this. Yeah, sure. So kids are not yet back in school. They're out this week, which is really exciting for us. We want to partner with parents, with grandparents, with foster parents this week and have some fun things for your kids. So this week, the third, the fourth, and the fifth, there's something happening for each age group. I'm going to go through these details really quickly, but it's on the app, it's on the website, and it's also at guest services. So if you have a kid that's toddler or preschool age, preschool and under, we're going to have a play day in the park on the third at 930 in the morning to come and meet other families and just kind of meet some of the leaders and be able to just ask us what's happening this year. I'll share the child dedication dates with you, etc. And then if you have a student, middle school or high school, you are a student, you're a parent of a student, or you're interested in student ministries, come this Wednesday, the 4th at 6 o'clock here in this room, pizza, games, and fun, as well as we'll share the vision of what God has stirred our team to do, the curriculum we plan to teach your students, and other trips and announcements that you need to know. And if you have an elementary student, kindergarten through fifth grade, come on the fifth. And that's on Thursday here at six o'clock. Same thing, pizza, games, vision, curriculum, meet some of the teachers and just kind of get out of the house for a little bit, turn off the TV and come to the church. Hang with us this week. Sound good? So details on the website. Details on the website, on the app or at guest services. Great. That's what I would have said. super stoked for us to start our fast next week and some of you have never done that you're not sure what to do i'm going to walk you through all this next sunday um we may have a giant dry erase board up here i may put it on the screen but i will walk you through this and help you on what's most necessary and needed in your life what you want to fast for So we're going to go to the wilderness for 21 days. If you've never done it, we encourage you, we invite you, but I will help you next Sunday, walk you through all this, and um, it'll be great, okay? Also next Sunday, January 8th, we're starting the next class a little differently. It will now be four Sundays, and it will be in the office complex, in our office area. And we'll help you get in there. And if you can't make it all four, it's not the end of the world, but we'd love to have you come. And we really want to spend four weeks with you and share with you. And eventually we'll film it. So if you miss one of them, we'll send it out to you. But that starts next week, January 8th, four weeks of next class. Yes, you can join the mission of the church, or you can just come and understand who we are and what we're trying to accomplish. Really want to thank you for your amazing generosity been a great year. You have blessed. We've done so many cool things. Our vision is always bigger than our budget. I mean, even like with the interns, how many do we budget? Yeah, the Lord totally surprised us last year. We budgeted for 10 paid, but then the Lord sent this wave of younger students to be interns. We ended up with 51. Not everyone got paid, but we really, like you just said, our vision is far exceeding our budget. So we just want to say thank you. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your generosity. You can give online. There's always an offering box. There's, there's four different ways to do that. My point is, thank you. Thank you so much. We're grateful. We're grateful for what you've done. And we've got great dreams and great plans, and we're going to bring him great glory this next year. So we're excited. 
We're excited to partner with you. And we want to hear your breakthroughs. We want to hear how God supernaturally came into your life and touched you, helped you, healed you, led you, guided you, provided for you, directed you. Okay, see you next Sunday. Get prepared to fast.